This is a production of KMmedia.pro. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So come on over into our world. I know you'll like it, because on today's show... And do you have intimacy in your life? Do you have quality in intimacy in your life? Is that something that you are dying to... Well, not necessarily dying to have, but is that something you really miss? Well, we have a show for you today that I think that you're really, really going to enjoy. Uh, Amy Culler is with us. She's the world-renowned intimacy coach, and she's going to be joining us in just a second. But before I go there, I have to talk to Eric real quick. I understand the weather's going to be awesome this is in the going forward for the week. <laughs> I think it's already awesome. We've got sunshine and 73 degrees. And uh, so I'm in my little hole all day. I can't. I, I mean, <laughs> you got to step outside and enjoy life every so often, Kevin. I know, but I'm. I did a podcast earlier. I've got this one to do. I had meetings and and stuff. You know how it is when you're when you're trying to do something. You're a busy dude, that's for sure. But yeah, if you got a chance to step out in the next few days, we've got sunshine tomorrow, Friday, Saturday. Sunday looks like we might have that rain moving back in, but uh, three, four days here of uh, nice weather in the upper 70s and sunshine um, for, you know, mid-September. You can't beat it. Boy, I, I thought it was just the first of September. Now it's the mid mid time is just flying. <laughs> it's already the thirteenth, anyway, believe it or not. Anyway, if you've got questions for Amy Culler, the intimacy coach, you certainly can give us a call. And Eric, you can talk to Eric, which is a pleasure unto itself. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> don't just don't know what to say after that. So. So, um, but I want to thank you, Eric, for doing the show. This is KKNW. We also do the show at noon on Friday and also on Kixie at three on Friday. And so I hope that you'll enjoy uh, and join us for those shows as well. We always have something interesting going on and today's no exception. So uh, Amy colors with us. She is the intimacy coach. Amy, how you doing? I'm great. Thanks. So glad to be here. Thanks for having me, Kevin. All the time. I, I wouldn't have it any other way. You are, you've been on a number of times and we've talked about a number of issues. And so we can continue to go down that road. And, and, but first of all, let's, let's explore a little bit about what does Amy do and why does Amy do it? Okay. <laughs> I help I help couples who are dealing specifically with intimacy issues or the silence that's brought on by conditions like erectile dysfunction or literally things that are hindering them from having great intimacy in the bedroom, which affects how you connect outside of the bedroom or a lack of intimacy so that they can feel connected and secure that they're going to be able to grow old together and they're not missing out on the best part of life their love life i love i love what you do and you're working with singles couples um all kinds of folks to help them understand a little bit better about themselves right 
Yeah, you know what? I talk to everybody, uh, and I have a book that's written for singles and couples. But uh, in my, I have a program that is specifically for couples because it's the dynamic of couples. It's once you make the team that you really learn how to play baseball. You don't learn how to be in on a baseball team until you make the team. So that's how I feel about relationships. You don't actually get to learn and practice about intimacy and get really good at it until you've got a partner. And then what happens is you get with a partner and you're going, our intimacy sucks. I must be with the wrong partner. <laughs> and that's why I'm here because I see that happening all the time. People get with somebody because you love them. And you, you were like, I love, life is hard, but I'm gonna love doing life with you. So you pick your partner. And then without a plan or anything, you expect love to just happen on its own, but love doesn't just happen on its own. You have to make it. <laughs> so I help people make the love so that they can feel the love. Exactly. Now, <clears throat> I wanted to touch bases with you on this because I think that it happens to a lot of folks. When you grow up in a household that doesn't have a great deal of love, uh, and oh. when your mother and your father, uh, you don't see them hugging, you don't see them really being in touch with one another, they're off doing their own lives, um, and your brothers and sisters and you don't necessarily get along, and, and hugging is not ever done by any member of the family. It's not mm. something that we do, it's just, and, and, there are lots and lots of families that grow up like that. And then mm -hmm. when you hook up with somebody um, who came from a, a identical or a close to background, and you don't know what intimacy is or love actually is either, how do you help two people who neither of which has any idea really deep down what intimacy and love is? How do you help them get over that? I love that. You know, people come to me and they say, um, we didn't talk about this in my family. There must have been too much shame. And, and I didn't have role models when it comes to this. And that's also why I exist. Because none of us did. Like I say, even if you had parents and your parents had a great relationship and they were playful and touching each other and kissing each other and affectionate and you could see them hugging, even then you still didn't see the the practice that went into the game just like when you go see a football game you don't see the practice that went on in private right. so none of us actually has even the people who came from a great family where they could see those things demonstrated still didn't know how to get there but they knew what it looked like so those of us i'll put myself in that category who did not have you know i who didn't have families or didn't get a lot of touch or that stuff is uncomfortable. And I would say to them, and now you have chosen somebody where you're going to do intimacy with and intimacy. It literally means out of your comfort zone. So it's that vulnerable place of yourself and you get to practice it. This is the person I trust and I'm going to practice it. And in my program, I literally start step-by-step. Step. You think you're supposed to know what you're doing. And that's the problem. Those two people who got together and their families didn't, or one of them did, they think they're supposed to know how to have, how to do these things. They think it's supposed to come naturally. They're supposed to know how to hug. They're supposed to know how to kiss. But I mean, so many people are like, I don't like the way my partner kisses me. I don't like the way my partner hugs me. Well, 
I teach you how to find out how you like it, how they like it, by learning different things, by tiny little exercises that are so much fun. And it's what builds the intimacy. It's like, oh, we're finally doing this. Oh, this is easy. And I make it super safe. Also, how does it work? Because I don't see how, I I don't know how it does. Uh, How does it work when up to a certain point in your life, sex is bad? Intimacy is bad. Don't you be doing that. You you have to wait till you're married before you can do that. So doing what you're doing or contemplating what you're doing is bad. And then suddenly you go to this ceremony and you have this moment in time when everybody celebrates you and your best man looks at you and says, I know what you're going to be doing tonight. <laughs> and you don't understand what that means really or how to then how how do you when your whole life you've been taught and trained to not exercise it and to turn it off how the sudden on in one day's time from afternoon at a four o'clock five o'clock wedding until bedtime that night all of a sudden you're magically supposed to get it and understand it all how does that work And that is different programming. I love that question because I see this one all the time. I work with a lot of uh, religious couples and all kinds of different religions and family and cultures. I have clients all over the world. So I'm going to go to an extreme because it's fun to look at. Uh, And this is a couple and they're they're in their early 20s. And the reason that they came to me was because uh, her new husband, they're newlyweds, and he told her that she was frigid. And I, and I, when she said that to me, she's going, help, my husband says I'm frigid. I'm like, what does that even mean? <laughs> and she's like, she says I don't like sex. And I'm like, well, how, how could you know that you don't like sex? You've never had sex you liked. <laughs> and what, what, what it was for them is exactly what you were saying. Sex is bad. Boys are dangerous. You're, you're not supposed to like it. Stay away from boys. Stay away from sex. That was her whole life message. And the message that he got in his culture was, oh, yeah, go go off and do her. See if you can get with her. See if you can get with her. So by his, this point, he's had lots of one-off experiences. And these one-off experiences that he had are completely different than building intimacy and being vulnerable with somebody. So uh, as I was saying, you know, with that particular couple, what I joked with them was like, he thinks you're frigid because you, you're not enjoying sex. But to him... He can have an orgasm from the wind blowing. <laughs> he's twenty. He's twenty-three. So it's a so with that couple where it's not bad. I I what I say to them is that you didn't you wanted to protect yourself. You had these belief systems of sex is bad because it has consequences that are larger than you could understand until you're in a relationship. That's what that message was given to them for. And now that you're in a relationship, what makes your intimate relationship is sharing that vulnerability and exploring the parts that are good about sharing our intimacy and exploring our pleasure bodies together. That's got to be. Yeah, I I was just thinking, you know, uh, being being a guy, I remember what it was like being in my early 20s and late teens and that kind of stuff. And we had a different 
guys had a different um, libido strength and what we wanted to get done. And so ours was pursuing people and pursuing the opposite sex. And the others were trying to protect themselves. Now, this goes back to the 70s. I think it's different a little bit today. Uh, yes, but, I know. I mean, it, yeah. I, I, I agree with you. And I think it's also a lot the same today. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and, they, uh, and they're not. Nobody took these women aside and said, okay, after the wedding today or next week or next month, this is what's going to happen. And so this is how you need to prepare for it, to understand about it, to then be able to relax and enjoy it because uh, well, it makes it tough. And what I think has to happen, and that's why I'm here is because I've looked and gone, you know what, there's a whole lesson that's missing which is how each of them have to go about how do you explore intimacy? How do you explore your body's pleasure? So I've, I've literally in my program, I've, I've written a map for it. Start here, do this, use these tools. This is how you change the experience from what you think is supposed to happen to actually exploring everything that gives you pleasure. So in case, I'm just going to share, because you know that the sound I work with is mm-hmm. Yes. And I've done a whole TED talk about it. And I wrote a book about it. And I call it a huddle. I call it the huddle, those little sounds you use. So what I'd say to that young man, because it's not just the girl who needs to know what's going to happen. Because if you described what was going to happen to that girl, she'd go, that sounds painful. It, uh -huh. it's, it certainly doesn't sound like a really good time. Uh-huh. But it, but. And you're saying that she's the one who needs the education. And so what girls are always asking me, young women are going, how do I slow him down? That's why I would say, what they, they ask, what's the biggest thing I need to know? And I say, you need to know how to slow him down. Yeah. And what I need, what I say to guys is you need to know how to slow down from your brain going, I want this. I got to get the girl, which is what you were saying to, Ooh, I'm going to enjoy this and share, get, enjoy her, enjoy this moment. So it's a reframing for, for both of them. Exactly. And I would like to, now, <clears throat> correct me if I'm wrong, but I would like to say that that is a, um, being together in a uh, relationship that has got great intimacy doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen when you come bring somebody home from the bar. It doesn't happen in that respect. It has to do with the intimate love that you have for another human being. And that's not something that you can do casually. Am I wrong in that? Well, <laughs> what, I say, what I say is every game is a practice game. Oh, so, yeah. Uh -huh. So, uh, I mean, I, I think that a lot of people go into a, a even a one-off and they're going, you know, what can I get out of this instead of a shared experience? Right. So that's the thing that I, I want people to, to go for is a shared experience. So too often what I hear from, from women is that, is that it feels like somebody's taking something from them. Right. And what I, and, and say to women is when you know what your pleasure is, when you know what makes you go, mm, then you're in there and you're sharing yourself with him instead of somebody getting something from you and they have a goal. They're there to make you go, mm, 
then that's empowerment is when you know what you, what makes you purr. Uh -huh. yes. And you're able to receive it and you can find what makes somebody else purr, you know, what makes them huddle. So to me, if you begin as you intend to go on, especially in a relationship, that to me, that's where you have the most growth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can, I can believe that. I, I was, um, there's a married couple that has a, um, a podcast called One Extraordinary Marriage. And they talk about this to a great degree because even Christian uh, uh, married couples, they still have a degree of of guilt and a degree of not not able to really um, become intimate because of their preconceived notions as to what that means. Does that make sense? It does make sense. I, I work with uh, I work with churches and I work with like I said, uh, many religious couples, and that's what I tell them is that I'm just going to go there. The, um, the, the intimacy is your godliness. That is the form of creation. That is where you truly connect with your highest, higher self. I have renamed sex sharing sensual pleasure. Oh. And we, as I, yeah, as I say, we've come into these bodies for our senses, sight, sound, smell, taste, and touch. And that's the piece that's that sensual pleasure. Pleasure is the most overlooked element of a great sex life. So if you look at it and go, we're going to spend the rest of our lives finding what, what gives us pleasure together, and that is what you come into these beautiful bodies for, to me that is serving God. And that your relationship is your highest self. It is how we heal the world by being in, by having love and having boundaries that keep us safe. That's what, if you had to, that's what the church, what that's what those boundaries are, is to keep you safe in mind, body, and spirit. So when you make that union for your highest good, you are going, everything that we do in the space of love, love, hate, dirty, all of it is allowed because we're doing this for, our, this is us exploring our being. And uh, if if the higher power, if the the creator, whoever you call him, didn't want you to, <laughs> didn't want you to have fun, you wouldn't be having any fun. So. Uh, that's that's the whole thing. By the way, we're talking with Amy Color. I would amycolor.com is where you can go. I've been hogging her all to myself. And I would love to uh, offer an opportunity for you to call in and talk to Amy if you've got a question, if you've got a thought. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And mm -hmm. the phone numbers to use are 425 373 5527 or 888 298 five five six nine in the local area again that's four two five three seven three five five two seven so give us a call eric will take it and uh and we can talk to you about uh um any any particular issue just remember we've got to keep uh, the fcc happy and uh um and not say any words that they don't like so have to have to be quiet about that but uh amy I, I i i love to talk to you because now you are in you are in canada aren't you i'm in vancouver canada but i have clients all over the world from kosovo australia 
United Arab Emirates, the United States, everywhere. Do you find that different cultures create different problems for intimacy and couples? Um, I would have thought that, but I've been doing this for two decades, 20 years. And um, what I have found is that these same issues are universal. And my solutions, because that's what I offer, my solutions are also universal. They answer to lots of religions, languages, cultures, ages, um, because everybody wants more intimacy. And in, I find every couple, even if they're of every gender mix as well, there's usually, not even usually, <laughs> I have found there is always one person who wants more physical intimacy and the other person who wants more emotional intimacy. And I see you like an offense and a defense. And when you learn to play together, you make a perfect team. So by having certain practices and this huddle of, mm -hmm, when you do that together, it's an emotional expression and it's a physical action. So doing it together is very vulnerable. That's why people go, why is this so awkward? Because it's vulnerable. It's weird. You wouldn't do it with just anybody. And that's why it works. Exactly. By the way, also, if you would like to uh, listen to her TED Talk, you can go to um, um, YouTube, obviously. And what do they look under on YouTube to get your TED Talk? Or search up Amy Color TED Talk or go to my site at amycolor.com. And I think it's on the opening page. Hasn't that and it's a great introduction. Hmm? Hasn't that been like downloaded like a million times or some silly thing? It's got over a million, 1.2 million views. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, the last time we talked, it was like 1.1. So it's, it's, it's resonates with people because it's very important. Intimacy is if you don't, if you don't feel like you have intimacy with anyone, then you, you're not living your life to your fullest and your, your most, I, I don't know. It, it, I guess it's a missing piece then, isn't it? We are biologically built to be in connection and we're spiritually built to see ourselves in reflection of somebody who cares about us. So, and I'm going to, to say, you know, not everybody has intimacy in their life. And, and I work with couples because that's where it really gets good. And that's where the growth happens. But even for people who don't have a partner, intimacy is still, a, it means familiarity. Are you comfortable with yourself? Can you be comfortable with yourself so that you're comfortable with somebody else? Mm -hmm. So even for people who don't have a partner or, have, or don't have an intimate partner, they would get a lot out of my book because I talk about how you can use these sounds, how when you're comfortable with yourself, when you know what makes you go, hmm. And you're even comfortable making those sounds, then you're more comfortable and it's easier to be around somebody who's comfortable with themselves. Being comfortable, being around somebody who's comfortable with themselves is really, they're, it's like they're vibrating at a higher level because they mm -hmm. are comfortable with who they are. And if so, in some cases, if they choose to be single, if they choose to not have a dating relationship, that doesn't mean that you can't be intimate with people that you know maybe not physically 
but you certainly can be intimate psychologically, emotionally, and understand them if you're, if you're willing to do that. But some of us shut down and we just shut it all off. And mm-hmm. that, that seems to me to be a waste of life. And I know you help pe- turn people back on. Yeah, I wrote that down because you brought it up earlier about like we're, people are almost afraid to get into relationships when nowadays they're afraid to talk to a stranger. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'd say that, that the fear of intimacy is uh, what if I say the wrong thing? What if I do the wrong thing? And there's a message in society right now that I'll have that, that I say is wrong, that when you get into my fear of real intimacy is that if I get into a relationship, then I'm going to we're going to stop being intimate because that's always the case. And that's why I'm here, because I looked and went, if this is always the case, why hasn't somebody created a solution? So I created the solution based on studying therapy, studying, you know, people and and sexuality and all of the things that hinder our sexuality. And that's why I say we're trying to have sex with our genitals instead of connected and feeling comfortable. And if somebody has a conversation with me, they're like, wow, I felt so comfortable, cared about and in connection because I'm not thinking about something else. You can tell I'm with you, and that takes practice. So what I say is that even if you are single, you still get to practice really being with someone else. Yes. Getting to know them, yeah. It's, Mm -hmm. and, you know, even if you've been, quote, unquote, scarred from previous relationships and and just you don't want to go down that, or you're of a certain age that you just don't want to go down that road, uh, but that doesn't mean that you can't have intimate relationships with people that on a casual level and treat people with respect and kindness and with love in your heart. And for some people, that's enough. Don't you think? I, I do think I, I really do. And I, I, the way I describe intimacy is it's the comfort in the space between you. So if you can go out and, and light up the person at the grocery store, or everybody that you encounter if you're feeling okay with yourself and you're like, oh, great to see you. I can see you. Uh-huh. Yes. Then, then you're lighting up the world because not everybody has a partner or people who've lost their partners shouldn't be going around going, I'm less than because I don't have a partner. We're talking with Amy Culler and we are going to address that issue when we come back from this break, because I believe that there are too many websites there are too many people who believe that they are less than whole if they don't have a partner to be with because you are every bit as good as anybody who's ever walked the planet and you should feel good about who you really are. And we're going to talk about that and how to, how you can emotionally deal with that so that you can then perhaps even be open to being intimate with somebody again. Amy Culler is our guest. Go to amyculler.com and uh, we'll be right back after these messages. Please stay with us. Hey, PTR loyal listener. First, thanks for being in my dream. And second, I have a new concept in business to share with you. It's called socialpreneurship. So what's that? Well, it's the idea that any company designates all profits beyond expenses to be awarded to a local or international charity or project which is working to achieve good in the world. KM Media is such a company. We believe that it's important for us to give back whenever possible and to make great things happen. 
So I hope you'll join us in creating this new business model that will positively impact all of us. In the next few weeks, we will lay out the plan and begin our fundraising efforts. So stay tuned for more details right here on Positive Talk Radio. When you want to say more than words communicate, you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. anaturaldesign.com at your fingertips today. Hey, thanks for listening to Positive Talk Radio. Did you know that we're also a media production company? Well, surprise, we are. We can create all kinds of audio, video products to fill any need. Please visit kmmedia.pro backslash our dash store for a complete list of products and services. In addition, do you need a great voice to add to your own website or any other project? I know that we can add depth and quality to your work. I've been told more times than I can count by many professionals in the business that my voice adds to the quality of the presentation. So let me create something for you. Please contact me at Kevin at kmmedia.pro and let's create something great. And welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. We are talking with our intimacy coach. She's been on the show before and is most liable to be on the show again, if she'll have me. Her name is Amy Culler, and she is right there. Go to amyculler.com, find out more about her. If you do have a question for her and have a thought, I know that it might be too intimate to talk about on the radio, but if you have a thought, you're certainly welcome to uh, put something in the chat if you're listening on uh, YouTube or if you're watching on YouTube or if you are listening to us on the radio, 425-373-5527. That's the one. Prior to the break, first of all, I got to tell you, I, I on the commercials, I say that we have great voices. You also have a great radio voice, so you could do... I have a face for radio. <laughs> No, no, I do. I do. Uh, but, but I wanted to ask you because there's so many folks that um, they split up or their, their spouse passes away or they have a bad relationship. And so they, they immediately want to jump into something else because of they don't feel complete. And I've heard this in, in movies, as a matter of fact, uh, Tom Cruise said this when, when uh, he says, you, I forget the name of the movie, but it's, uh, you complete me. Mm -hmm. Well, but aren't we complete unto ourselves? Here's how I see it. I'm going to put it on science terms for you. We are batteries. And when we connect with somebody else, we can get a lot more done. That's true. When we when we're a battery, we have to recharge ourselves. So I use this huddle sound, and the way that you recharge yourself is by intention and vibration. I'm giving you the biology of it. So you can even when you're alone, I want people to huddle, going, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It's how you charge yourself up. And in my in my program, I take people through even so that they're recharging all their sexual energy so that you feel alive and delicious. Because what happens is you start to go, oh, but nobody loves me. <laughs> so that's what to me why I teach self-love. And that's how I teach self-love is what are you doing for yourself? People think self-love is about getting your nails done or, or, or you know, having a bath. Can you recharge yourself? Can you send yourself that? Mm-hmm. Because that's what I want you to send to a partner when you love them. And what happens is, is that we go through life and we're recharging, we're recharging, we're recharging. But when you're with somebody else, it lights you up because it gives you energy. And we are two batteries. And if you think about it, if you're with somebody who's not contributing to your life or the relationship, it's a drain just like it's draining your battery. But when you're there and you're, oh, it feels good to be around you, mm -hmm, it's recharging. Oh, you go home, you recharge together. Mm -hmm. So when you're one battery, you're awesome. You're great. You're out in the world, especially when you can recharge yourself. You know, my confession is I am single. I am not in a relationship. And I am the intimacy coach. And people don't know, are you, are you not, are you not? Because I'm not walking around. What happens is that when people are single, they're longing. They're longing for something. Something's missing. I wish someone was here. And it's okay to have that. But that longing is like, pull, it's like draining your battery, searching for, for something. Can you recharge yourself and keep yourself delicious? I call it, in, I have an exercise called lighting your lower light bulb. Mm-hmm. Then you're out in the world and you're safe to connect with and you're safe for yourself. And that, and what I've come to understand by doing my work and taking people to their lowest, deepest fears is not just that, you know, I'm unlovable. It's that we're going to be alone. Yeah. Uh huh. And the truth is, is if you see yourself as a battery, that you're here to recharge yourself and around you, you keep, you're part of keeping this your system going. Then you understand what your purpose is. You're here to give energy and recharge yourself and light up the things in your world. That's literally how I describe it to make it simple. And that fear of being. Oh, go ahead. Well, no, I was just I was just going to say, because sometimes when when people feel that longing and they're and they they're draining their own batteries Mm -hmm. and then they're hiding in their houses, they're not going out. They when they go to the store, they don't smile. They don't act as if they're interested in anybody else. And so it becomes a a self-fulfilling prophecy that nobody cares because you don't care for them. Whereas if you approach it from a higher vibrational level of I care, I, even if it's the cashier at the grocery store, how you doing today? You've been on your all day long. And I, I know the person ahead of me couldn't bother with you. Couldn't even say thank you. Um, so I will do it for them. Thank you very much for who you are and what you're doing. And some, sometimes they will just fall on the floor because they're like, nobody ever says that. Everybody's like, but that's part of being human, isn't it? For the most part, when you live in a really busy city and things are expensive and things are stressful, 
we start we stop to do that and that's exactly what i say i love that you do that kevin because that's what i say if you want to change your life pretend you care about whatever or whoever is in front of you and it'll change your life um, because even when we're alone we're really not and if you didn't want to be alone you could just go find somebody but you want to find somebody whose battery you can be with and recharge. Can you, if you can recharge your own battery, then before you go into that grocery store, and this is what I have to tell people to do. Like before I go into any place, I, I actually huddle. I put a palm on my chest. I create, create that connection and awareness of myself. And I go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I go in and suddenly I am present. I am ready to be there. I've made, this is what brings me present in the moment to go into the grocery store. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that way I'm open. My energy is flowing out. Mm, oh, hi. Mm -hmm. And that's sometimes what I do is I'll just look at somebody and go, mm -hmm. <laughs> Me, uh -huh. I guess, see ya. I gotcha. I gotcha. I saw that those eggs were $7. <laughs> yeah. It ain't their fault. They didn't price them. They didn't grow them. They didn't do any of that, but we tend to blame them for it. And in any event, one of the favorite stories that I like to tell is that I drove a bus for 12 years. I don't know if you've ridden a bus lately, but yeah. oftentimes uh, driving, riding a bus is not a positive experience because nobody, honestly, when I was in the restaurant business, people wanted to go to the restaurant. They liked the food. They wanted the camaraderie. They enjoyed being there. Nobody likes getting on a bus when the next person person next to you may have a, a older problem or, or the, you're not feeling 100% safe. But driving a bus for that length of time taught me an important lesson, and that is I could change the entire energy of the bus based upon my behavior. If I, as a bus driver, was being negative and being um, a difficult and was yelling at people and pay your fare and, God, da, 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 and all that stuff, or if I treated them like, hi, how you doing? Nice to see you today. Welcome to the bus. Welcome to being here. And they don't hear that very much. And it changes. It changes everything about the, the experience that they have on the bus. And we can do that with our partner intimately. And that's what your book talks about a great deal. Right. And what is it that you're bringing? And so what I, I'm going to share this because uh, it's my topic of the week, which is what makes a great couple is not compatibility but the ability to regulate yourself and each other. And that means to even care about yourself so that you're not barking at the person at the grocery store. Uh -huh. so can you regulate yourself so that you're not yelling at that person in front of you or responding to that person who yells at you? Exactly. It's, it, and isn't that an art form to learn how to do that? Yes, and that's what I teach. How to go, mm-hmm, because it's learn how you regulate yourself and each other. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Even while somebody's talking, if somebody's yelling, so I'll share this. If somebody's yelling at you, especially in, in relationships, if somebody loses their cool, that other person just ah! or somebody will say, Well, I'm listening. <laughs> so what I invite people to do is while somebody's having a mood or expressing themselves uh, you know, illust illustratively that you stay in connection with them by using these huddle sounds by going oh 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 and matching their frequency so if somebody's yelling and angry you're going aha uh -huh, oh 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 yeah yeah <laughs> I, 
yes, indeed. And I, I get that. And, and by the way, um, I know that if, if you're in a relationship and there is a lot of uh, arguing going on and there's a lot of uh, physical abuse or mental abuse and that kind of stuff, that's not what we're talking about here. Uh, we're, so uh, Amy, address that if you would. If you're in a relationship where there's heated passion, the reason that it tends to get physical is because that one person does not feel met, seen, and they have nothing to come up against. And so they're trying to elicit a reaction from their partner because they don't feel like they're getting any reaction. They're just losing it because they don't feel contained. And that's why I say, can you contain yourself? So if, if your partner is, how, is acting out, and your initial response is to be fearful of it, then that means that, that you're not in it with your partner. They're having an emotion, and instead of you being able to be okay with your partner, you're, they're scared. So, for example, uh, somebody said, somebody, a, a, a colleague, if you will, posted that a woman can't be her joyous, happy self if her husband is angry. And I said, a woman needs to be okay with her husband in anger. She needs to go, okay, oh, you're angry. Oh, 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 what are you angry about? I don't blame you. Okay, I get it. You're angry. So if you see your partner and having a mood and you're going, stop that mood. Even if it's like, why are you so excited? Calm down. I don't want to calm down when I'm excited. I want you to be safe. Well, she's never happy. Okay, can you be with her when she's not happy? Are you able to be with your partner in any mood mm -hmm. and still feel safe? And that's what it is to regulate yourself. So when I'm with somebody and they're losing it, and I am often, I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And this signal of me having my palm on my chest and making those sounds means I'm safe for me, which means I'm safe for me and I can still be here with you while you're crying or while you're angry. Because if you, for partners, especially if you can't be with her when she's crying in the living room, then you're not going to be able to handle her full expression in the bedroom. That's true. Mm -hmm. You know, the other, the other one that's even worse is when the man is crying and the woman has no idea how to deal with that. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, and there's that too, the, you know, people feel a lot of shame for crying. Yes, they do. We're shame for anger. Uh -huh. We have shame for our anger, shame for our sadness, shame for our sexuality, shame for those pieces of ourselves that we're afraid that somebody else can't see. But that's why you get into a relationship is to say, I love you. Even in those, even your love handles. I love you so much. I love your love handles. I love you so much that even when you're having a day where all you do is cry and you're, you're sad and angry and frustrated and feel like throwing things, I still love you. And what happens is when we're seen in those places, they, they don't have to be as extreme. He doesn't have to get as angry in order to be seen. I get it. You're angry. Oh, now you don't have to act on it. If somebody is physical, then that, that's the point where you need to protect yourself physically and, and get help. And I mean, I've helped couples learn to not be physical. And the biggest thing that I do, oh, this is so much fun, is I get people to stop using words. Nothing causes more arguments than words. Oh, yeah. That's why I use these huddles so that when you see your partner with a palm on their chest going, uh-huh, 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 
then you remember to stop using those words and come back and go, oh, and I've had couples to teach my couples to take their words out of it and start having those arguments like kids. And and it works because you're letting your emotions out without using harmful words. And words can be the most hurtful thing. Mm -hmm. You can't take them back, but you need to feel expressed emotionally and physically. And this allows you to do both because it's an emotional expression and a physical action. So when you're going, "Ah," you're letting it out and you feel heard. So when I work with couples and I get them to do that, they're like, God, that was so good. I feel heard. And sometimes they're crying afterwards and they didn't even say any words, but they finally got it out. You know, what's interesting about that is that it's if you can figure out a way to, first of all, it's hard to argue with somebody who's not, who agrees with you. Mm. It's like, I don't like the way that you load the dishwasher. Well, you're right. It probably could do it better. Now, what do I say? Because now it doesn't matter. She agrees with me. So now I say, well, I'll I'll, I'll work on help, you know, whatever it is. Uh, So it's, uh, it's interesting. Um, And another way to say that, if I may, because it's the piece of You're the expert, I'm not. Go for it. So I'm annoying. So if you have to criticize the way your partner does the, the dishwasher, this is how you do it. You say, when you load the dishwasher in that haphazard manner, it bothers me because some dishes don't get clean or I have to go back and redo it because I know they won't get clean. But if you say, when you do this, I feel this. When you do this, I have to do this. Instead of going, you do the dishwasher wrong because you're not doing it wrong. You're doing it your way. You don't know my point of view. Yeah. And my mother taught me how to load the dishwasher. And I've been doing this for 40 years and now you're coming here telling me I'm doing it wrong. How could you be so thoughtless? Mm-hmm. Right. And that's exactly it. I read the dishwasher manual and it said to do this better. And you're right. Your mother is brilliant and she's so beautiful and she taught you so well. And our dishwasher is different. (laughs) (laughs) I got to ask, I got to ask you this. What is the most, when somebody comes to see you, what is the most silly argument that you can think of that, that a couple would come to you with, that, that you were able to resolve for them? In my TED Talk, I talk, I joke, I have a running line through the whole thing. It's very funny. If you haven't seen me, go here, see it. Um, I have a running line about talking about who takes out the trash because it is one of the most common things that couples argue about. And it is the ultimate because when you have a great intimate life, you don't argue about who takes out the trash. Mm-hmm. So to me, that is the, the biggest argument that I hear is, is about the trash. That's the silliest of what those things are. So how do you resolve it for them? Because for somebody, it is a point of contention. It's, it's like the five love languages. It's like, um, I, when I believe you love me because you take out the trash and that's, mm-hmm. that's my love language. And his love language or hers might be, I love you because you love me when you bring me flowers. And 
he don't bring me flowers anymore. And I wish I could sing. You can sing better than that. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So the love languages, uh, the love languages, I love that book because those are, it, it sections those things out, but your love language will end up being whatever your partner is not giving to you. <laughs> That's true. It's, a, it's the truth. I, I've, I've read the book. I've talked to Mark Chapman who wrote the book and he is a minister. He's a pastor just sharing. Um, so when people want different things or when it comes down to the trash, even in my TED talk, what I talk about is that person who, who is a more physical person, when you want them to take out the trash, if you, if she adds the phrase, will you take out the trash for me? Then it gives him purpose and men respond i'm using my genders on a broad term so don't cancel me but men respond to a sense of purpose oh i'm now it's not a chore that my mommy is asking me to do i am getting points with my lover uh-huh with my partner oh yeah uh-huh and as i say in my ted talk and he she responds to love so if he says i love it I love it when you smile. She will smile more instead of going smile. You say, I love it when you smile. She will smile. I love it when you is how you get her to do it. I love it when you take out the trash. She will take out that trash. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, us human beings are kind of silly, aren't we? Well, we're pretty simple if you stop and look at the patterns. And that's what I did for 20 years. I looked and said, there's an intimacy issue. Relationships break up because of the lack of connection, emotional and physical. There's got to be a solution for this. So I went off and studied as many therapeutic modalities looking at and somebody has to have addressed this. I even, you know, studied with the best who I'd considered to be Esther Perel. And even then I said, where's the solutions? And it's like, well, somebody has to do it. I've got everything to do it. I've studied the therapy. I've studied the biology. I've been helping people with physical issues for so long. If you have a plan and you are exploring, you're going to keep getting better and better at it, just like a team, just like a baseball team. Mm -hmm. So for that person who is single and alone, because I really want to bring this into here, for that person who is single and alone, the goal is when you're comfortable with somebody and you want to get to know them better and better, you, you are starting, that's how you build a relationship, whether it's a friendship or an intimate partner. And that's what we want is to feel like, oh, I can't wait to see them again. I, I like being with that person. Mm -hmm. And then you start to go, oh, let's see each other more, even if that's just a friend. So when you feel comfortable and you're interested and you care about them, and, and what I teach people to do is pull that one little thing. Oh, they said they had a movie because I teach people. They said they, they, had a, they were going to see a movie. So write down that they were going to see a movie so that when you talk to them next time, you can go, how is the movie? Because I've literally talked to people who do not know how to care about somebody else. But by giving them, ask them about this, make a note about this. And when you're with them intimately, make sure you do something weird, like nibble on the inside of their arm. So that afterwards, <laughs> something intentional. That, that, that is most certainly original. I will give you that. Uh-huh. So that something intentional. And it's intimate. 
so that afterwards you can say, how did, did you like it when I nibbled on your arm? That gives you the formula to begin to be able to talk about these things. So if you go in with something intentional, then you're going, did you like that? Well, yeah. Then you are inviting, making it safe for that other person to say what they liked about your intimacy. Would you, would you like me to do it more? Was it too hard? Was it too soft? Oh, I, I, that's what's going to happen because we're not used to talking about those things. But if you do it right in the heat of the moment, then you're able to get the feedback like you do in a sports game afterwards. They're like, how was that? Well, we lost this one. We dropped that one. We learned from it. Every game is a practice game. Boy, no kidding. And the Seahawks sure had one. Ah, that's a story for another time. Anyway, uh, we're talking with Amy Collar. Amy, if somebody wants to get a hold of you and works with and work with you, how do they get that done? Hold me, darling. Hold me. Go to amycolor.com and you'll find my TED Talk. You can uh, go right to get my book on Amazon, The Huddle, or you can uh, click to apply and talk with me. And I'd love to hear where you're at and see if my program can help you be where you'll want to be. And this is the program that you've been in, in, has been in development for a very long time. Well, I've been I've been running it now for just over a year and it's seven it's seven sessions, seven weeks. In seven weeks you learn about connection, how to initiate, how to explore, how to communicate. So these are you learn how to build intimacy in and out of the bedroom, emotionally and physically. Because it's not just can we be in pleasure together in the living room. I enjoy being with you. Can we be in connection here? Can we do these same movements in the bedroom? So good. Indeed, indeed. Again, Mary, uh, Amy Culler has been our guest. And I, I really enjoy talking with you. And your your advice is really spot on. And it's down to earth. It's not airy-fairy and all that stuff. It's, it's mm-hmm. how to... And I love when you start talking about the sounds that you do. Uh, that mm-hmm. can become very, um, you know, it was interesting. In the last show, I was talking with a, a lady that had been, she's, her and her husband were on a 26-foot sailboat for 30 years. And we had that conversation. How do you get together and sit with somebody and be on the same boat in the same space for 30 years? And she says, you give and take and you learn and we love each other and we care. And uh, sometimes you just have to shut up. Other times you can do others, you know, and it's, but it's kind of a, a waltz. It's a great dance that people do. And, yeah. uh, and again, Amy Collar, last thing before we go. Thank you for having me. It's time for real love. It's time to feel secure with the ones that we love and the connection and know that we can grow old together because that's why we're here. They're trying to separate us, but we're here. So and please go to go find out. Let's talk. And that's amycolor.com. And if, if, if you do that, I think you'll be more than more than pleased with her. And, and by the way, Mitch was, <laughs> Mitch was supposed to be here today as our co-host. And I forgot to give him the link. So <laughs> that's what happens when you uh, get old like me. So in any event, I'd like to thank everybody for being here and uh, Amy color, uh, go to amycolor.com. It's it's great to have you. And will you come back and see me again? Gladly. I love hanging out with you, Kevin. That's it's it's great fun. And we hopefully we have given somebody some insight 
and some help that they can understand that it's okay to go talk to somebody about some of these issues. Mm-hmm. Can't, Absolutely. Do, can't do it all ourselves. So thank you, Amy. Thank you everybody for listening. Have a great day, everybody. And by the way, be kind to one another because each other's all we've got. We'll see you Friday at noon. Thank you.